0: 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant.com myalliant, and check it out.
1: Okay, Susie, are you ready for today's podcast?
0: Oh, you bet I am because I'm unstoppable.
1: I'm
2: unstoppable. I'm a forger with no brakes. I'm invincible. And I win every single game. Mine's so powerful, I don't need batteries to play. I'm so confident. And I'm unstoppable today.
0: May 21st, 2023. Welcome, everybody, to the Women in Money Podcast. As well as everybody smart enough to listen. Yes, this is Susie's school. This is me without KT. You know, so many of you wrote in and said, absolutely not. We love our KT. Let's keep her on Thursday with you, Susie. And then just let's keep Susie's school on Sundays because they're both so different. So, I have a little announcement to make that is exactly what we are going to do except for the next month or so. I just want you to listen closely, okay? Our producer that we all love, Robert, Robert has decided that he's finally going to go on vacation. And you know what he's going to go do? He is going to go around the United States everywhere where Dead and Company, the original band was called the Grateful Dead. And then over the years after Jerry Garcia died, now they're known as Dead and Company. And he wants to see their last concerts. So therefore, He's not going to be available to produce things and record them the way that we normally do. Because what I like to do with Susie's school, especially, is I like to record it as close to when we're going to drop it so that if something happens in the economy or the stock market or whatever it is, I can talk to all of you about it. But that's not going to be able to happen while Robert is. Gallivanting around the United States. Let's put a pause in that for just one second. Robert, I'm about to tell you something. So, a long time ago, I was on the plane and the man sitting next to me was named Mickey Hart. Now, I didn't know who Mickey Hart was on any level. And he looked at me and he said, oh, aren't you Susie Orman? And I said, yes. He said, I'm Mickey Hart of the Grateful Dead. And I went, oh, you're the drummer. And he said, I am not a drummer, Susie. I am a percussionist. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And Robert, do you know that he invited me to A Grateful Dead concert. And I actually went to the concert and I was right there backstage, watched the whole thing. And then I actually got to do the financial planning for one of them. Just so you know, sir. But back to the point. So because Robert will be gallivanting around the United States to see these concerts. Just while he is gone, I'm going to ask your indulgence that we will be doing Ask KT and Susie anything for Thursdays and Sundays, because then we can just do a bunch of them ahead of time and he'll be able to take a vacation and do all of that as well. So, for those of you who wrote in and you said, Oh, We love KT. We could, why not do another Ask Susie and KT anything besides Susie's school? All right, so you're going to get it for a little while, but all of you need to know if during those times something does happen and I need to school you on something, I will figure out a way to do so. But I just hope that. You pay attention and continue to go to Susie's school via. the ask KT and Susie anything, because really, there's always a lot to learn. All right, two things recently have happened on Friday of last week now, and that is, ugh, the both sides were having these meetings on the debt ceilings. Okay, and. Everything looked like it was going pretty good. In fact, they announced that maybe next week they would have some solution to this and we could put this all to bed. Janet Yellen met with all of the bank CEOs saying it's all looking really good. Then, sometime on Friday afternoon, everything broke down. The reporters say that they were standing outside the doors, and all of a sudden, this congressman, you know, by the name of Garrett Graves, I think that was his name, he walked out and he looked at them and he said, these meetings are no longer productive. Like he said, something like, I'm not quoting him, but something like this. Until people are willing to have, you know, true conversations, we are not just going to sit there and talk to ourselves. We are done. And they're over now. Now, I don't know when they'll get back together. I don't know what that means. But that's not the most uplifting and positive type of news. On the other hand, however, Paul on Friday, the Fed chair, Jay Powell, also said that rates may not have to rise as much as expected to curb inflation. And he went on and he gave a talk. And essentially what he said is to make sure that the banks aren't under too much stress because they still are under stress Maybe he doesn't have to raise the Fed funds rate as much as he expected to do so. So we'll see what happens with the Fed meeting in June. If he does that, that's really a good thing because, as I said to you just last Thursday, it's not good. It's not good to continue to raise the Fed funds rate when the system is under this much stress. All right, so that's just what I want you to know in terms of what happened on Friday. But in regards to all of that, I am saying to you, stop freaking out. They will figure this out. Your treasury bills, your certificates of deposit, your money and money market funds, we will be okay. That doesn't mean that things won't get wonky for a while. But I have a feeling that once everybody sees how wonky things will go because they can't agree on anything, maybe they will all come to their senses. But you know, this is a far, far bigger problem than just this. I think we've kicked the can down the road when it comes to our debt ceiling, maybe 78 times and there's only so far that you can kick that can down the road it is impossible to have 31 trillion dollars worth of debt it is impossible to think that as that debt continues to grow and grow and possibly receipts go down and down that we're not going to one day get into serious financial trouble So I think it's really important that both sides of Congress get their acts together and really figure out what we can do about this problem. Because we have smoke here in this building. And smoke means eventually we could have a fire and everything then really does go down. We're not there yet. But that doesn't mean that we won't get there one day. So kicking this can down the road and just continuously raising the debt ceiling without figuring out how to get things under control and what we really can and can't do. I'm telling you, one day, this will look like good news to everybody. So I hope they really can get Their act together. But in the meantime, all of you are to just kind of stay put, knowing we will be okay with what you have. Also, in terms of many of you are still asking about PXD, Pioneer, Devin, what should you do? I'm just going to repeat once again these markets are crazy, they will go up they will go down. They may go up again for the next two weeks or so. I've said that to you before. They may take a big dip sometime here before the end of the year and then go way back up again. But when you are invested and you are invested for dividends in good companies, Then you have to stick with the program. Now, if you have been dollar cost averaging into PXD or Devon, they have gone down considerably, which means your yield from where you've purchased it will be higher. However, if it is starting to make you nervous, if you are not knowing what to do, don't do anything then. Stop buying it. Stay where you are, and that's it. Because remember, that was only to make up a very, very small part of your portfolio. It wasn't to be everything that you invested in. It was just to be a part of everything. So this should not be freaking you as much as it is. If it's freaking you, Then this isn't right for you. And then you should just sell and take your losses. I'm serious. Because what's the goal of money? The goal of money is for you to be secure. And if you've done something that's making you feel insecure, then you shouldn't have done it to begin with because that means you didn't understand it or you need to stop doing it. Now, I'm not selling, I'm not nervous about it. I understand very well. What's happening here? I do, as I've told you before, believe that there will come a time, I don't know when that is, that oil will go back up to $100 a barrel or so, and then things will go back up again. But in the meantime, when I'm not sure what's happening with interest rates, when I'm not sure it's going to happen with treasuries or anything else, at least I know I'm getting dividend money in stocks as I said that, that kind of reminds me, we should do a Susie School, maybe I'll do that next Sunday, on preferred stocks. Because that's something that many of you might want to be looking at as an alternative for money for you to get income. But you have to understand when things go up and things go down, you can't let that freak you out. You should be happy about that. So I just wanted to say that to all of you. Next, I want to say something as well. And I want you to listen to me very closely. Last Thursday, for the Ask KT and Susie Anything podcast, KT asked me a question that she got from the wall about a divorced woman who wanted to collect Social Security at 62. And she wanted to know if she took it at 62 and took a reduction, when she turned 67, could she then switch from her own social security to her ex-spouse's social security and collect 50% of his social security? And I said, yes. And I have to tell you, I could not have been more wrong if I tried. So, the correct answer is, and I want you now to take out your Susie notebooks because it's very easy to get confused about this, but this is the correct answer. This I can promise you now. If you want to collect Social Security at 62, right? What will happen is this. The Social Security Administration will look at what your benefit would be at 62 based on your own work record, and they will figure that out. Then they will compare that to what your ex spouse's benefit would be based on their work record. Okay? And they will look at that. And then starting at the age of 62, you would receive the higher of the two. Now, what this means is if you took it at 62, you would still get a 30% reduction. So let me give you numbers here. And if you write these numbers down, then you'll never get confused like I did the other day. It happens, people. But, you know, do you remember that one podcast that I gave maybe two years ago where I told you the greatest words in life? And I said the six greatest words in life are, I admit that I was wrong. So on some level, Good to admit it, and that's what it is. But anyway, here we go. Let's say you are 62 and at 67, your primary insurance amount, that is referred to as your PIA, would be twelve hundred dollars a month. Now, your primary insurance amount is figured. At what your Social Security would be at your full retirement age. And remember now, everybody born 1960 or after, their full retirement age would be 67. So let's go back to this example. So here you are, you are 62 years of age. Your full retirement age is 67. But if you took your PIA at 62 rather than 67, you would get a 30% reduction. So if your PIA, your primary insurance amount, is $1,200, which is what you would get at the age of 67 and you take it at 62, there is a 30% reduction, or $360 a month, 30% of $1,200 is $360, or your social security would be $840 a month. Then what would happen is The Social Security Administration would then calculate, as I said, what your ex spouse's PIA would be at his full retirement age, or they refer to it as FRA. And let's just say that would be $3,000 a month. Then what they would do is they would calculate what you would get if you took the spousal benefit now. And with that 30% reduction, what that would mean is you would only get $1,050 a month. So rather than taking $840 a month, if you took your own Social Security, you would get $1,050 a month if you took your ex spouse's social security or your spousal benefit so they would automatically give you $1050 a month forever now let's just figure this out so you understand it and how did i get that $1050 a month remember if you're ex spouse was getting $3000 a month as his PIA or would get that as his full retirement age you are entitled for a spousal benefit of 50% of that ex spouse's PIA got that if your ex spouse's PIA is 3 $1000 a month you are entitled at your full retirement age of 67 50% of that amount of money or $1500 a month so how did i get that $1050 figure well if at 67 you are entitled to a full 50% of his PIA or of $3,000, which is $1,500. 30% reduction, because you now want to take it at 62, is 30% of $1,500 is $450 or $1,050 a month. And that is how much you get. So it does not work where You get to take your Social Security at 62, and then you switch over to a spousal benefit at 67. No. The Social Security Administration figures out right then and there when you want to take a benefit which benefit would be higher, yours or the spousal benefit, and that is the one that they give you. Here's one of the big mistakes that many of you make when you go and you figure out the future income that you can count on. Now, you have to know that you do not get 50% of what your spouse, whether it's an ex-spouse or your current spouse, of what your spouse gets at 70% you get 50% of what his PIA would have been at his full retirement age if you wait to take it till your full retirement age. Did you get that? So, the big mistake again that many of you make is in this example. If your ex-spouse waited to take, their social security till 70, and let's say your ex-spouse or your current spouse is now getting $4,000 a month. In your head, you think that if you wait till your full retirement age, so in this example, if this woman waited till she was 67, you think that You will get 50% of what your spouse or ex spouse is currently getting, or $2,000 a month in this example. And that is wrong. You would only get, if you were at your full retirement age when you applied for it, 50% of what your spouse or ex spouse would have gotten as their primary insurance amount at their full retirement age. So in this case again, this person would have gotten $3,000 at let's just say 66 or whatever it was, which was their full retirement age. Even though they're getting $4,000 now at 70 cuz they waited, because they were only entitled to 3 $1000 at their full retirement age you would only get 50% of the $3000 at your full retirement age or whatever reduction you would take from that money if you took it before your full retirement age so don't make the mistake thinking oh you know, I'm going to get 50% of what my spouse gets. If I just wait till my full retirement age, it does not work that way. You do get, however, 100% of what your spouse gets if your spouse happens to die. So if your spouse is getting $4,000 a month right now, and your spouse dies and let's just say your full retirement age whatever it may be or older you get 100% of that amount of money if that amount of money is more than what you would be getting on your own so just remember that what i just said now is the absolute correct way it works my apologies for that Just a few things for you to understand. To qualify for spousal benefits, if you are divorced, you have to be 62 years of age or older. You have to have been married for at least 10 years. Your ex has to have qualified for social security. Whether they've taken it or not does not matter and you have to not be remarried at the time that you what that you apply so that doesn't mean that here you are maybe you're younger you were in your 20s and maybe you got married and you were married for 10 years and then your ex went on and was incredibly successful and maybe you weren't as successful and then you got remarried to somebody, and you were married for a while. But if you are divorced or your spouse died before you then apply for spousal benefits, so let's say they you got divorced or your spouse died at the age of when you were 60, then guess what? You can qualify for spousal benefits based on your first spouse's record. Just remember that. Also, just remember, and you should all look into this, even if it's your ex-spouse and you're at least 60 years of age or older, 50 if you're disabled and other things that are out there, or maybe you did get remarried after the age of 60, then what's interesting is that if your ex-spouse happens to die, you then very well could qualify for survivor benefits at that point in time. So that's just something that you all should look into. Okay, that's A brief Susie School today, but a very, very important one. As time goes on, because this elicited a whole lot of questions about Social Security, KT will be adding them to the Ask KT and Susie Anything podcast. But until Thursday, when Miss Travis will join us again, there's only one thing that I want you to remember to say every single day and it is as follows today wherever I go I will create a more peaceful joyful and loving world and if you do that I promise you you will be unstoppable,
2: I'm unstoppable. I'm a Porsche with no brakes, I'm invincible, yeah, I win every single day I ain't so powerful, I don't need batteries to play, I'm so confident, yeah, I'm unstoppable today.
1: Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer.